As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Most people are risk averse as fuck, no matter what they tell you. If they are doing something that seems crazy, it's taken them a lot to get there. And I'm speaking from experience. But I still think it's something I'm still learning, even after quitting my job, even after having, you know, a successful podcast, even after all these even afters, I'm still like, okay, do I really believe this? Raina Campbell, your chief dream driver, and welcome to the No Parking Podcast, where through conversations and discussions with creatives like yourself, we'll find interesting approaches to help you take your dreams out of park, put them in drive, and ride towards success. This episode is brought to you by DKMS, an international nonprofit that has been helping people who are battling blood cancers and blood disorders all over the world. DKMS has registered over 8 million potential bone marrow donors and facilitated over 70,000 bone marrow donations for patients in need. You can learn more about DKMS and how you can help save more lives by texting DKMS to 50555 or going to DKMS.org. All right. Hey, Dream Drivers. Welcome to episode 178 of the Dreams and Drive podcast. This episode is going to be all about my life after quitting. We're going to be talking about combating laziness, productivity blues, getting out of your own head, and realizing that no one has it all together. As you guys know, back in episode 172, I told you all about how I quit my own job in marketing Two months have passed, and I know you guys are all wondering what's happened. So in this episode, I'm going to sit down with one of my besties from college, and we're going to talk about life after quitting. So she wants to stay anonymous. I'm going to grant her that, but I'll give you guys a little bit of background on who she is. So my friend graduated from Princeton with me, and she studied molecular biology. She thought she was going to go to med school, but she ended up going into management consulting, worked at a really, really prestigious consulting company for a few years. Her passion, though, was fashion. She later left that job, moved to New York City, and worked at a growing fashion startup in the city, had a very prestigious job there. She was getting a lot of accolades, climbing the ranks, but she really felt like part of her soul wasn't being fulfilled. She quit her job a few months ago, and she was so interested after hearing my episode and wanted to talk to me about what I've been going through. And the conversation that you guys are going to hear is so real, so raw, and I think it's going to bring up a lot of stuff that we all um, come across in our own lives, and especially if you quit or you've thought about quitting there is some stuff that people don't tell you and there are things that you're going to question about yourself and your purpose. 
And this episode is going to bring out some of that stuff that I've been going through and also stuff that she's gone through as well. Remember, if you enjoy this episode, please, please, please share it with somebody. You can text it. You can post it on your Instagram stories, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever. Please pass this episode on to somebody that you think would benefit from this message. Remember, we are Dreams and Drive across the board on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also use the hashtag Dreams and Drive when sharing as well. And if you want to be part of our weekly newsletter, The Keys, just go to dreamsanddrive.com slash join. And one last thing, guys, I'm going to talk about this episode a bit more in our Facebook group this week. So go to dreamsanddrive.com slash Facebook or search Dream Driver Mastermind the next time you're logged on to make sure that you're part of that conversation. All right, let's get to the conversation. Okay, so tell me about your days. Like, what what is your day minute by minute look like? Minute by minute, it depends. Um, I think it's funny because I'm I n- normally have not been like a sleep in type of person, but now that I don't have anything to wake up to, like you know, back in the day I had to go to high school, I had to go to class in college, I had to go to work after college. Now it's like I need to have a reason to wake up on time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wake up early but then if I don't have a reason I'll just lounge around in my bed be on Instagram like I feel like my mornings now not that they don't have purpose but they're very unstructured although I told myself that I was going to give myself a structure I've been trying oh, I need one Raina why do I need structure because I judge myself if I'm like sleeping until 12 like what is what is life why am I sleeping until 12 that's not what billionaires do that's not what millionaire mindset people do I don't know I've definitely been judging myself for sleeping in late late more later than I normally have in the days that you do wake up early what are those days like do you feel extra productive I feel like I'm super productive when I get out of the house. So like, let's say for an okay, example, okay. I went to um, like one, I want to say last week I had an event in New York city. So, you know, I woke up maybe around like eight thirty nine. you know, got showered, ate my breakfast, walked to the train station. I kind of <laughs> felt like I was going somewhere, right? Like I went to this event, was there for like two hours. I treated myself to a lobster roll. Um, <laughs> I really was craving a lobster roll. I was able to like to bang out some emails when I got home. And mm-hmm. to me, that was productive. But then when I look at it, I'm like, well, did you really do anything, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, I didn't really close any deals. I didn't grow my listenership. I did connect with brands. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like my days have like a, there's like no, every day is literally different. Literally mm-hmm. different. Every day is different. But most days I try to get up before 10. I do feel like because I have a podcast, I need to be in my phone. I need to check my social media, check yeah. my stats, check my email. But my thing is I'll check my email and then not do anything with it, right? Like I've been the queen of reading emails and not responding. I think I'm hearing two things. So one is that I think you can make the most of the feeling you get of being productive and like channel that energy into actually being productive and yeah. it sounds like being mobile is like a gateway <laughs> yeah like if i'm in one spot like, i ain't doing nothing like exactly it's... and it's like you know maybe it's not you getting up at 5 30 a.m in the morning but maybe it's you getting dressed leaving the house to get a cup of coffee and then coming back and starting the day you know, and maybe that's that little spurt that you need to feel like, all right, I'm up, ready to go. Like, I'm not some uh, loser entrepreneur who's trying but to. But you're not. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, sometimes you can get in our heads and it's like, girl, what Absolutely. are you doing? Are you just, did you really quit your job because you needed to? Or did you quit your job because that's what you thought? You, you know, it's like, this. I've kind of been debating mm. if, 
I think the biggest thing on my mind has been what's going to happen after, you know, the next four months. Like, what am I working towards? Because I think when I quit, I wasn't 100% sure if I wanted to go back full time. But one of the things that I'm noticing now is like, I like this flexibility, right? Like today I could be at my grandmother's house in New York and I have to use sick time. I have to mm-hmm. pretend I'm like, you know, you know, it's like, I don't have to, I'm in control and I like that, but it's like, am I getting anything done though? But you are, it's just your definition of what is output. I need to define the output because I don't think I've defined that. What I know for sure is that I have to put a podcast out every week. That's mm-hmm. been my output that I know. So I know what goes and into you've done that. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what goes into that. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say building out business systems, let's say getting sponsorships, figuring out what the business is that I'm building. I never really had clear processes for that now. So now it's like I'm creating that. But in the act of creating it, it gets overwhelming. Right. And that's the tough thing when you're dealing with something that's so nebulous. It's like, it's overwhelming to even think about the whole thing the idea of growing a business what (laughs) I know and I I don't know why I thought I was just gonna like quitting the job it's kind of like how they say like you know you think getting plastic surgery is gonna quit is gonna fix your self-esteem issues right like I thought quitting a lot of the work you have to do (laughs) yeah you know a boob job won't make me feel good about myself I don't have a boob job people but it's just an example but you know what I mean like I really thought that quitting the job I mean it did make me feel better though because I had to Mm -hmm. quit right it was time Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. but now it's like I have to clearly define what what is success in this area of my life now and making sure I'm not putting together a definition of success based on what other people's lives look like, mm-hmm. what other people's goals are. Has that been difficult for you? Mm, comparing myself to others? How do you go about your days? Like, what does your day look like as a full-time uh-huh. entrepreneur <laughs> or as a, you know, in this new, this new part of your life? Because you come from a world where you've been very highly super productive, right? Like, you've been very output-oriented in your other careers. I've had to, I've had to, to be gracious to myself. Because there was a point in time when I had, you know, started on this like more freelance route where I was like, get up at six. I had a list of things I had to accomplish every day. And there are times when I technically did a lot of shit, but it wasn't meaningful output. It was doing work to do work. Like what? So it would be like, okay, you know, research this many stitching techniques and do this many mock-ups or, you know, like it was just stuff that was busy work. Okay. Because when I got to the meat of what I needed to be doing, all of that fell away. And in my head, it was almost like, man, I, that time would have been better spent just sleeping in and rest, (laughs) you know, resting my mind. So I had actually, I actually had energy to do what I needed to do. Do you feel lazy when you rest? Like, do you feel lazy when you do nothing? No, because I've, I fully accepted passive productivity. And if I'm resting, it's because I need to rest. What's passive productivity? For me, when I had left my job, I felt the same way. And what was helpful for me at that time was just giving myself time to ease into it and realizing that what I had expected and what the reality is are just never going to match up. So there was no use trying to force it. 
it was kind of like I had to level set, but also find ways within the current reality to amp up. It was also realizing that like there's a way to be passively productive. And all of that time that I, I thought I was just sitting around and thinking and like walking around and exploring and quote unquote, not creating anything or doing anything. All of that was important for me because it actually helped me when I was ready to start creating, I was able to focus and kind of pull from all of the passive work I had been doing in my own head. And the reality is like resting is also productive. Calming your mind down, like level setting, just getting out of your own head is also a very good use of time, you know, and it's not unproductive to just chill out. So you don't think that you could just be lazy because sometimes I'm like, when I don't want to do anything, I just feel lazy. Right. Like or if I'm not motivated to do stuff, I just feel like. You know, it's how do you how long did it take you to get to that point, though, where you accepted it? This is the thing. I, I think it's all relative. And I think it feels like laziness because the other thing you're used to is completely different. And that's what society perceives as highly productive. And maybe maybe sleeping in. Maybe it is lazy, but I know for me, like when I sit and verbalize all that I've accomplished in a week and a month or whatever, I'm like, that's a lot of shit. You know what I mean? And so it's me, like I said, I have to be gracious to myself. It's very easy to be so critical and be like, Mary, you need to be up at 530 doing this, this and that in the evenings, do this, this and this and that. But it's very easy to get emotionally exhausted and mentally exhausted, physically exhausted that way. And what I did know is that I can't do my best work if I am drained constantly or like burnt out. There's a lot of productivity that comes from resting my mind, my soul, my spirit. And, you know, even if it is like a period of sustained rest, it's because I need that. And that will refuel me to go back into it when I'm ready. And when I'm ready, my body will tell me. When you listen to the episode, episode 172, True Life, I Quit My Job, We've talked, you knew I was going to quit. You knew when I quit, but like, what were the questions you had after listening to that? Knowing me and knowing what I have told people and what I haven't told people. One were like, are you scared? <laughs> I think you I have, seem like, so, I didn't seem scared about it for so long. You're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You had like mentally hyped yourself up, but none of us ever really thought you were going to do it. And so then when you finally did, I was like, I was like, Wait. I'm in her own head like this what what did I just fucking do you know that meme where they had like that friend who keeps saying you they're gonna quit their job and they don't yeah. <laughs> I was that meme I was really that yeah. meme okay so am I so you don't think I came off scared in that no because I remember you called me right after you did it I feel like and you were like or did you call me I can't remember how you told me I don't remember. I think I, think I probably on the phone. You, I think we, you texted me and then I called you right back. And you no, were like, it was because there was some drama. I called you during the drama, and then I was like, "You guys, I'm going to do something." And then I did it and told you guys, and you're like, "Oh my god, yeah!" But no, I am scared. Well, you know what? I don't think I'm scared. And this is also what I think sometimes it's like this big bigness thing in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder because I know I have a safety cushion for at least a certain amount of time. Or I know it's like I'm not going to be kicked out. Or I know I kind of have a pillow to fall on if things mm. don't work out. So I don't think I'm scared. I think I'm more so worried that I'm never going to not amount to anything because I think sometimes I don't give myself enough credit on what I have built. But mm. sometimes I feel like I'm just going to be like it's never going to pop. You know what I mean? But that's fully in your control, though. 
But is it? It, I mean, like, yes, there are many circumstances that matrix to to create a successful enterprise. But I think that if you get caught up in will it work and not just let me do things and see what works. Yeah, that's you never do anything. My podcast mastermind has been on me about that because mm. they've been like, why don't you like put out some kind of ebook? Why don't you put out some kind of like product or something? And I've just been like, uh. and it's funny because I don't know why I'm not doing it. Like, I think I'm scared that people won't react to it well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just haven't, like, I know what I need to do. I'm capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes feel like I'm a fake, right? Like, how do I have this dreams and drive? podcast where there are things that I'm like even even with me quitting my job you would have thought I would have released the ebook yesterday and I'm still sitting on the notes right it's like hmm. do you feel like you get in your own head a lot I do I think I get in my own head with things that I have not validated validated that I'm good at like I think with the podcast I got in my own head before launching but with me doing it I figured out I had a system down I knew what the I knew what was going to happen when I released an episode. People will listen. But mm-hmm. with this new area of like productizing, monetizing, it's daunting. Will it work? I need to test. I need to experiment. But it's not in my comfort zone, right? I, I can experiment with podcast types of, you know, podcast episode structures and stuff. But like even this, you called me yesterday and said, let's do this. And I said, all right, let's do this. And we're making it happen. And now, why can't I do that with my business idea, you know? That's a good question that you should ask yourself. <laughs> yeah. But I, the, the, the theme of it, when you enter this kind of phase of your life, mm-hmm. where literally you are owning your direction fully, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. If you cannot thrive in that discomfort, because it's never going to go away. Yeah. If you cannot thrive and move and take action in that discomfort, like... Go back to a consistent, stable situation where it's comfortable. Hey, Dream Drivers. One thing that has been on my mind lately is how we as Dream Drivers can learn more about different types of communities in need. Every three minutes in the U.S., someone is diagnosed with blood cancer. A bone marrow transplant can be a life-saving treatment for blood cancers like leukemia, anemia, and sickle cell disease. One of the things I'd recommend you guys is thinking about swabbing to see if you're a bone marrow donor match. When it comes to fighting, DKMS is committed to the thousands that are battling life-threatening blood disorders and cancers by registering more bone marrow donors. And the thing that really matters is diversity. Most patients find a donor and someone who shares their ancestry. And if you're a person of color, your donation, you just registering to see if you're a potential donor is so, so important. If you're interested in becoming a life-saving donor, please text DKMS to 50555 for more info or go to DKMS.org to order your free swab kit. You'll swab your cheeks and return the kit to DKMS to get on their bone marrow registry and see if you're a match. So pick up your cell phone right now and text DKMS to 50555. All right, let's get back to this episode. But you know what I was thinking? And this reminds me of what one of our friends said uh, this past weekend about how she can get it done with whatever situation she's Uh put in. She gets things done and she can make it work and she can be high performing. But for me, even in my comfortable situation, Mm -hmm. I wasn't High high performing. 
And listen, dream drivers, I wasn't a lazy person, but you know, you was. Uh, I wasn't. Lies, <laughs> listeners, lies. <laughs> anyway, I definitely probably could have performed better, but I wasn't a bad worker. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't horrible to work with. You just didn't love the job. So I just wonder if I've been le- operating at a level of mediocreness yeah. outside of things I actually like. Because I don't think the podcast is mediocre. I think I make it as good as I can for what I have. But I just wonder, like, sometimes I wonder why is it that I get comfortable in being comfortable? Because that's human nature. But there are people out there who are like go-getters in the sense nah, of... it's all an illusion. You think Everyone, so? I think very few people are so risk tolerant that like jumping off of a ledge is actually exciting to them most people are risk averse as fuck no matter what they tell you if they are doing something that seems crazy it's taken them a lot to get there and i'm speaking from experience like we talked about it yesterday you think i'm decisive because i don't include anybody in my decision making and by the time i made the decision as crazy as it is i'm like i'm doing it but if you knew the lead up, the self-doubt, the self-critique, the indecisiveness, the hedging, the like, how do I mitigate every single possible risk before I take this decision? And sometimes that's not even enough. I'm like forced to the ledge and it's like the universe has to like literally push me off. If you knew all of that that went into it, you would not say that, oh, she's a quick, decisive, self-assured. <laughs> no, that was such a good moment, though, because I've always seen you as somebody who, like, with the decisions, right? You need a decision <laughs> made, go to... And I never thought, wait, she's only showing me the decision that was made. And it's just your personality to, like, yeah. not include other people in the process before it, yeah. right? Whereas myself, like, I'm very, like, guys, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> three years ago, I said that, right? You know, and it's like, <laughs> y'all been hearing this for the past three years. So that is, I think that's a good, imp- that's a good point for all of us to think about is like, you have to make sure when you're comparing yourself to somebody, you have all the facts and you will never have all the facts. Exactly. You that's will never the- have all the facts. It's just don't, like, it's not even worth it to compare. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't at all. So what other questions did you have? So you had, was I scared? What else came to mind? Um, so we talked about what, what was the one unexpected thing? What is the thing that you're grateful for that it has allowed you, what aspect of it has allowed you to take your craft to the next level? I think it was a relief of Mm -hmm. being free to be me. Right. Mm -hmm. I think at my job, I had to always make sure that I wasn't too much of me or that, you know, like just having time to really, if I want to do dreams and drive, I can. I just feel like it, it's just been a relief. Like I don't spend my days like with a heartbreak. You know, have you ever got your heart broken where you just feel like a little thing in your chest and you, you just don't want it to be there anymore, but it's just sitting there. Like I don't wake up feeling like that. I think now the thing in my chest is kind of like what's next. So I think it's flexibility, freedom. It's really opened me up to like, it's a clear slate and mm-hmm. I have control. I have the, I literally have the wheel. Before mm. I had the wheel, but I was with a tow truck, right? Mm-hmm. And like, Ooh, I love. Now, now I literally, I really got my own car now, y'all. I'm not leasing anymore. Wow. I'm not getting towed nowhere. I'm not oh, in the. God. I'm not in the dealership driving a model car. You know, <laughs> I got the lease, right? I got the title, <laughs> and it's scary. You know, what? I am scared. Maybe I am scared. 
No, but that's okay. That's the thing. I mean, like, with entrepreneurship, you only see the glossy side of where people look like superheroes who have jumped off this amazing ledge and are soaring, you know? But the reality is, it's, like, ugly a lot of the time. It's painful. It's a lot of self-doubt, a lot of criticism, a lot of feeling like, does this even make sense? You know? It's a lot of questioning yourself. When I'm thinking about now, do I need to build a team? Am I ready at the time? Am I I ready to build a team yet? Or do I need to get more clarity? Like, that's been what... I've been wondering, like, is my wanting to do everything myself going to hold me back? Or Yes, definitely. But I also don't necessarily think that you need a team, right? Because you just opened up a lot more time in your Yeah. In I, need your to know what I, need, I, I really need to figure out what I'm doing. That's what it is. It's like, is the podcast going to be what Raina Kimball is known for? Or, you know, am I building something bigger? It's just a lot. I know. I, I honestly think if you sit down and try to answer those questions, you will be so caught up in your own head. I really think that like those are such big strategic questions that you there's no way you could have the answer to those things right now. You're just getting started. You have barely scratched the surface of I've what been, you're capable of. Well, this is almost three months in. I mean, three years. I mean, two months into the full time, three years into the podcast, right? But we talked about this yesterday. Like, we're all so young. You're so young. That's true. You have a lifetime ahead of you. And not to say that you should slow down, but I'm just saying don't stress yourself out with trying to answer such big, broad, wieldy questions. People are on this journey for 20, 30, 40 years and still don't know the answer to those questions. That's true. Life is a figuring out, right? Like every... Yeah. And I think the nature of, of, you know, like... I mean, let's be real. We're all type A overachievers, like growing up that way. I'm sure it's made up and, and being immigrant children as well. Growing up that way, I'm, it, it makes us like, oh, this shit has to make sense. It's like X has to be equal Y. You know what I mean? But sometimes there's just got to be a release. Yeah. You know, and, and acknowledge the progress you're making and be merciful to yourself. I think I've been able to network better. Or like, I, It's funny how like opportunities have come that I probably wouldn't have been able to have if I had a full-time job. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just being able to connect with people. I feel like since I can remember, I've been on this path, right? Mm-hmm. That has been dictated by expectations. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on my own path. Mm. So I have to figure out what that road looks like, right? But why do you have to figure it out? That's what I keep coming to. What is there to figure out? <laughs> I don't, that I don't. That's in the dictionary. That's what it says about life. I, I don't know. I. But it's like, what would you do if you don't figure it out? You do something, though. I mean, I think you live in the present and and keep moving along with the journey, and and things become clear. Yes, you. I, I get what you're saying. Like you figure out it out in time as things happen in your life that make you more aware of your calling. But I think that all of that happens in due time. And I'm not saying that we all need to, we shouldn't live our lives actively and intentionally, because I think it's very important to live actively and intentionally. But I just think it's so easy to get caught up in trying to overanalyze what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're working towards. And so I do you not believe in goals, but do we need to rethink goals then? No, no, no. I, I think goal setting is important, but I'm just trying to articulate myself well because I'm coming from a place, Raina, where I overanalyzed and I like bullet pointed, listed out mm-hmm. like 
week one, this, week two, this, so much of my life, Raina. And I am just at a point of complete, I am so done with it. And I don't want to impose that on everyone around me. Like everyone has to stop overanalyzing their life. But it's almost like when you've reached a point of exhaustion and tiredness of doing something a certain way, you realize that like, I just got to release. I have got to release it. And I love I love writing things down. I love goal setting. Like every year, every quarter, I sit down and think, what are the things I want to do? What are the things I want to accomplish? How do I see my life unfolding? What are the core principles I believe about my life? And I found that the things that have been most helpful for me has not been, okay, within three months, I want to do this. Within this, I want to do this. It's been like, what is my true north? What do I believe about X, Y, and Z? You know, like, what do I believe about fashion? What do I believe about the arts? What do I believe about business? Like, what are the things that have become clear to me over the course of this journey naturally? And what are the things that I want to clarify in the next year? And I stand on those things. And however those things unfold, I remain open and flexible to it. And my thing is that I'm just going to continue working and going in the direction of what feels right. Okay. That's that's a good perspective. I need to do this step, take this move, and more so ideology principles pillars you know like seeking clarity peace like things that are just less tangible and like crossing shit off a list it's just like i just feel so worn down by doing that shit over the past however many years of my life that at my wit's end with it and only to feel like i do those things and get nowhere at the end of it i kind of feel like although i've been a structured person i've also kind of been like a go with the flow type person so i sometimes yeah. wonder if challenging myself to be the opposite of what i've been like not lackadaisical i don't mm-hmm. i want to say i'm lackadaisical but like if i was ultra goal focused or ultra mm-hmm. like you know people go from doing marathons to ultra marathons just to test mm-hmm. themselves like mm-hmm. i wonder if that would be an experiment in like what would happen if i like did that would i be more productive would i like that would it help me so mm-hmm. i don't know i've been thinking about that as well should i challenge myself to go against what i normally do to see what would Absolutely. happen Absolutely. even for the simple fact that you try it and you're like nah this shit don't make sense to me yeah what do you want to accomplish in the next couple of weeks? I want brand partnerships. I want sponsorships. <sighs> is that something you want to accomplish in the next couple of weeks or is that a general? I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I want to grow. I really want to have an event. Right? I like being with people. I feel like I'm hiding behind myself. Mm-hmm. I want to do an event because I have three years in, I should at least have a meetup or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it's either. Like, I don't know. It's like. Should I look for the money or should I look for the relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to interview Oprah, but that, like, is that what I need to do right now? So I don't want to say an event. Um, yeah, like, I need to figure out this whole business structure. That's been the bane of my existence. Like, what am I building? Is this a hobby or do I, do I actually want to do this or do I just like my skill sets that I've been acquiring through this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, on the way to my grandma's house, I was listening to that new Daniel Caesar song, again, Who Hurt You? I definitely mm-hmm. listened to it for an hour and a half all the way here. <laughs> and the whole time, though, right, like, as the scenery changed outside, my ideas for a music video for it. And I thought of, oh, I could get this person to do it. Or I could, like, maybe what I want to do is a creative project. You know how I hit you up the other day? Like, mm-hmm. let's do a photo shoot because, um, so I know guys in high school and in, in college, I produced an epic photo shoot. And it's just something that I feel like 
it can't be tight. You know, we were like babies and we, that photo shoot was dope. So I was just thinking like, I think I wanted to do something creative that's outside of the podcast. Cause mm-hmm. I think there's more to me than just the podcast. And I mm-hmm. think it's the storytelling stuff that really is the, the theme of everything that I do. Mm. So I want to tell a story in a different format. Okay. Like, I really somewhere. do. Like, I really, I had this crazy, I had this crazy good idea for like we are getting a dope, dope photo, like a, not a dope photo, a dope video, visual concept. Okay. Let me pause you right now because you see what you just did was a lot of passive output. Like that entire thought process for you to go from, I want to get brand sponsorship <laughs> over the next week to now something actually concrete and tangible, but yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like I, I I said first what I thought I was supposed to say, and exactly. then I said what I really was like thinking about for a whole hour and a half. Like, how do you listen to one song for an hour and a half? I don't know. I did it. Like that hour and a half was not a waste of your time because it led you here. Yeah, but I'm like, would, would a normal person do that? Am I crazy? It's what a normal person would do. <laughs> I've only I've only been me, so I really this don't know. What a normal person would do exactly. This is not a normal person's business. And do that more, Reyna. Do that more. I thought of a good title for a future episode. It's what? Uh, it's called um, "We Don't Doubt." We don't doubt Beyonce. So stop doubting yourself. The whole point behind that was, you know, I think we all can say whether you like Beyonce or not. We we'd say that she's talented, right? We'd say she has a gift of entertaining, and we wouldn't tell Beyonce that she should go be a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think I was just thinking about as I was like imagining this Daniel Caesar music video, I was saying to myself, like, do you, I wonder if Beyonce, like if someone says, Hey, Beyonce, stop thinking of songs or stop thinking of, you know, putting on a world tour and go, go save pets from hurricanes. Like, I don't know. Right. Like I think each of us has a unique reason to be here. But mm-hmm. I think just culture and society has made us think that if your reason doesn't fit within the mold of acceptable or doesn't fit within the mold of what your family thinks, like, you know, it's hard to accept it and embrace it. Mm. And I know I talk about this all the time on that podcast, but I still think it's something I'm still learning, even after quitting my job, even after having, you know, successful podcasts, even after all these even afters, mm. I'm still like okay, do I really believe this? And it's hard to admit that, right? Like, it's hard to be public-facing. It's hard to be having an inspirational brand and still doubting it, but then realizing that we all doubt something. Yeah. Yeah, that visual. We all doubt everything. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's that's really it. This has been fun. This has been fun. I know. No, but Raina, for real, though, like, the one thing that you want to accomplish over the next few weeks telling a story in a, in a different way. And that's something that is, it, does that goal sound daunting to you? It sounds exciting. Exactly. That's the kind of goal setting we should be doing. Not like, what is this business? Supposed but am to I look? only saying that because I have unemployment or am I only saying that because I got a savings? You know what I mean? But even if you do like use that privilege wisely, the point of having a privilege is not to like beat yourself up about it. It's to acknowledge it. And use it and then hopefully pave the way for people who don't have that privilege to benefit benefit from it later on. Accepting the privilege and mm. not denying it. Well, I'm excited for our next one. 
And I'm going to hold you to telling that story, uh, uh, that new story in a creative way. All right. So that's a wrap for episode 178. I hope that you enjoyed hearing more about my life after quitting and just feel a little bit more inspired to stop being so hard on yourself. Remember, nobody has it together. And one of the things that I've really had to tell myself over these past few weeks, it's okay to take it slow. Slow progress is still progress. Remember, if you want to learn more about how you can request a free swab kit to see if you're a potential bone marrow donor match, text DKMS to 50555. If you're not already subscribed to the Dreams and Drive channel wherever you're listening, please hit that subscribe button. You'll get notifications every time we have a new episode. If you want to get our weekly newsletter, The Keys, please go to dreamsanddrive.com slash join. And if you want to be part of our Dream Driver Mastermind or Facebook, just go to dreamsanddrive.com slash Facebook, or you can search Dream Driver Mastermind the next time I logged on. And listen, I could not end this episode without giving you guys a shout out. One of the things that I've been mentioning over the last few episodes is how we haven't gotten that many Apple Podcasts, iTunes reviews, but y'all have been coming through these past few weeks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't already left a review, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, and I will read it on the next episode. So this week's shout out goes to First Class Chick, and she says, I enjoy this podcast. It speaks to this season of my life as I am driving my dream. Thanks for the great motivating interviews and keep up the good work. Thank you so much for listening i appreciate this review and this is another testament to me that although you know i'm trying to figure things out my personal professional life just knowing that i am helping other people um really warms my heart this past weekend i was actually honored at them cloud kids and Ubuntu awards i was nominated for the community mogul category And I got to meet so many people who listen to the show. I got to meet so many people who are inspiring in the arts, change makers in the community. And I realized that our work matters, right? No matter how small, no matter how big, our work matters. And there are people out there who are being inspired by what you do. So keep going. Thank you so much, First Class Chick, for reminding me that dreams and drive is so important. And it's helping people. It's helping people who are driving their dreams, as you said. All right, keep dreaming, keep driving, and we'll chat again in episode 179. Bye, guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.